All right, I'll go, go ahead and get the meeting started of the January 2022 20, uh, Senior Center Commission meeting. It's 4.01 p.m. And we're, we usually start with introductions of the people who are sitting at this table, starting with you. Me, I'm Jeannie Beckman. I have been with this about a year. Yeah, almost a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost a year. Um, I actually took the place of someone else, but that's it. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. I'm Linda Vogel. I, can you hear me? Microphone. Oh, okay. I'm Linda Vogel. I've been on for two years and was secretary and now. Maybe vice chair. Vice chair. <laughs> we have an appointed. And, uh, yeah, with officer. Doug. And then I think she's going to be secretary. Awesome. So. Well, there you go. Um, we'll, we're going to defer that till next month, though, I think. Okay. Um, I'm Angela McConville. I am still continuing on as chair for this meeting. We didn't um, elect officers last month, but I think we've kind of co convened and settled on some people, um, that separate group that was supposed to discuss that. So we might do that later today, maybe not, but um, I work for the City of North Liberty. I used to do senior program coordination, and so Latasha and I used to work at the county together, and so We've done quite a few things here with seniors, and I am the the Johnson County representative on the Senior Center Commission. So everybody else here is from the city of Iowa City, and I live actually in the city of Oxford, and so I am appointed as the county rep to this group. Um, and we'll move on. Okay. I'm Paula Vaughn. Um, I've been on the commission since March of 20, so uh, I came to one meeting, and then everything shut down. Yep. So, <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, had a few Zoom meetings, and now uh, most of those folks I haven't seen without masks. That's true. So. <laughs> I'm Susan Carroll, and this is my first meeting. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome. Latasha Deloach, uh, Senior Center uh, Coordinator and Staff. Uh, Kristen Crumry, Operations Assistant at the Senior Center. Awesome. And Thank you. We oh. have some um, folks in the audience who we might want to yeah as well since they are technically staff. sure you guys want to just pop up and just say your name real quick sure i'm josh mo with opn architects okay. i'm kumi morris with the city of iowa city i'm with the facilities ben clark i'm city of iowa city i'm with the engineering division awesome. so those are my backup people <laughs> that have been wonderful and when i've been giving you all reviews about updates on the, the the facility master's plan those are the folks who are have been key people very key people and <laughs> helping us come along in this process so yeah we'll get to hear from them maybe later i'm really excited about this presentation um, and so thank you for being here. We're going to move on to agenda item number two, minutes of the December 16th, 2021 meeting. And the people who are present at the meeting are welcome to move on whether to approve those minutes or if you have any changes, speak now before we, we motion. I have motion to approve. All right. Anybody I'll second? second? I'll second. Very good. Motion and second. Uh, everybody who approves the minutes, say aye. 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 Anybody who doesn't like the minutes, say nay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kristen, for putting those together. It was kind of a lengthy meeting last week or last month. So, mm -hmm. the next item is public discussion for items not on the agenda. This, so, this is our invite for members of the public to come up to the mic and comment on anything not on the agenda. So, of course, we can't actually discuss it today, but we can hear from people um, and discuss it maybe at a later date. And we don't have anybody walking up, so we're gonna move on to agenda item number four, Senior Center, sen senior center Building Master Plan Presentation. Yes. And this is so the main yes, this, reason. This presentation yeah. will be by uh, Joshua Moe from OPN, and he'll, he'll do the presentation. I've been working with Josh over the last year. Um, as you all know, we had a, an original architectural firm, <laughs> and then things had to get changed there, and so OPN stepped in and, and, um, and have assisted us with the facility master plan. One thing that's really important is, is these renderings, this plan is a plan. So that means that there are things here 
that when we get into the next phase, which is a design phase, and then there's another phase after that is where we start getting more into construction. So know that this is just very preliminary. How do we make these changes? And Joshua will reiterate this uh, later, but I just wanted to be really, really clear with you all that this is not what the senior center officially, officially will look like. We do need to go through a design phase. Um, there will be, it will be very similar, but we have some more specific pieces that will need to happen um, before we actually start doing some of that internal work, some of the interior work, et cetera. So just FYI. So I will give it to you, Josh, so that you can um, go ahead and give your presentation. All right. Um, and I think we might need to, um, Make it light. Turn the light off here so that we can, you all can see the slides a little better. And our hope is, is not right after this meeting, but in a little while, we may be able to put some of this on our uh, Senior Center webpage. Um, but we want to make, we want to double, triple, make sure that it's the right stuff out there. But um, so that'll be out there. And once it's live, I can have Kristen email you all, or I can email you when that, when it's when it's live and available. All right. Can you guys hear me? All right, so um, thank you very much, Latasha. Uh, I am Josh Mo with OPN Architects, and this has been a, a year of pandemic meetings, but um, we did get some good work done. Um, oh, we might need to. I think the computer froze up. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Technical difficulties. I just want to make a comment that I think most of the people at this table have gotten this example of this construction is a really good showing of the timeline and process that the government goes through to create and change something. So you're all learning. The yeah, it is not overnight. <laughs> that it's, it's, yeah, it, we hem and haw and we go out for bids and you know it's a process. So. Yeah. So. Um, the very condensed version of our history for this building is, interestingly, this building um, is two buildings. There was a 1904 building, and then they added on top of it in 1931. And so a couple slides, you'll sort of see these two different versions of the building. And then in 1975, when the post office moved out, the city of Iowa City, the county, and uh, probably a lot of our friends and family members reinvested substantially in this building to turn it into the senior center. And they did a ton of things right. The, the, the building has been a wonderful facility for the community for many years. Um, but um, since the 1977 to 81 renovation, um, there's been maintenance work, but no major reinvestment. Um, the building is still in remarkably good condition it's a great facility, it's not just to look at, but also functions well. But it is at a point in its life where the city, the senior center staff fully understands that a pretty substantial reinvestment is necessary if it's gonna carry forward. And some of these ideas began with an, a, a sort of a reality check that accessibility is a challenge in this building. Mm -hmm. And we know we have a big, beautiful front entry right off of Washington Street. And then another entry, uh, excuse me, on Lynn Street, and then another entry on Washington Street, and then another entry up on a parking garage. And so there's, there's real big challenges with the way that the building is, is operating today. Um, so as Latasha said, uh, an, an ar another architecture firm started to do an analysis, started to do an ADA assessment, um, did a lot of good work, but um, they, uh, they finished their job. Uh, it was a little bit incomplete. And so we jumped on to finish, finish the project up. And so this last year, we've completed that study. And this effort is the very, very, very beginning of a design process. This is just the visioning and programming effort. Nobody really knew exactly how much effort was going to be needed, specifically how much money was going to be needed to do a substantial reinvestment in the project. So the goal of this was to give you guys a range of what's possible and what it could cost and then look to the community to see, okay, what's the community's appetite for reinvestment in this building? How, how big, how major of investment is it important? And we think we have a great plan here, but we know it'll get adjusted based on community feedback. After we learn more, um, we hope to immediately dive into the design process where we'll come up with renderings and pictures that show people what things look like. We'll develop construction documents 
and as a public entity, it'll go out to bid for um, following all the Iowa bidding laws. But right now, we're just doing the very, very beginning phase of understanding what's possible and how much it might cost. And uh, there's an acknowledgement, too, that there's probably going to need to be a combination of city investment, and there's already been a substantial city commitment through uh, the CIP funding, but also maybe some fundraising, too, depending on how much uh, renovation, restoration, and modernization uh, this, the center wants. So we started off um, developing a list of drivers and goals, and um, we learned early on that accessibility not just ADA, but accessibility for all people in this building needs to be uh, just, it need, it's needed. It's, it's not okay right now and it needs to get better. And that wayfinding is an issue. People can't find their way through the building. People get confused. There's too many entrances. Adding more signs isn't the solution. There's an architectural solution where it's obvious and simple when you walk in the building where you ought to go. And also, understanding each floor might be organized in a way where all the program elements are together. Um, the city has a strong commitment to um, energy efficiency and being carbon neutral is something that we really want to strive towards. Um, and we also, of course, want to look to the four pillars of the senior center. Um, so with those sort of guiding principles in mind, we spent time looking at the building and coming up with plans and ideas and delivered a report. And this is a report that, uh, as Latasha said, you guys will have access to shortly. There's a few things we uh, wanna make sure everybody's on the same page regarding. And my goal today is to sort of walk you through this report so when you have it, you know what you're looking at. And the report is structured in a, in a, in a, in a four parts. There's a main report that gives you all the basic information. And then there's three appendices with lots of backup information. So um, there's been a lot of research that's, that's, that's happened to arrive at this, at this report, and we want to make sure you guys have all the facts in the background. Um, a little fun picture thrown in here. I remember seeing the, the center pom-pom squad at the block party several years ago, and uh, that's great. This facility is amazing. Like, the people who are here are, are, are just really making this a vibrant place in Iowa City. And one of the things that kept coming up in our conversations is this is an historic building. We want to respect the historic integrity of the building, but it also needs to be vibrant and modern because the people who use this space are active, vibrant, modern people. So looking to that all of the time. Um, we weren't the only ones, uh, Latasha, Ben, Kumi, and I, and of course Kristen and the staff, um, involved in this report. We had additional consultants. We had uh, mechanical electrical plumbing consultants engaged in the process. Uh, we had a kitchen consultant involved in the process. And we also had a historic envelope uh, uh, consultant who, who, who was involved in the process. Um, and of course, um, we put this all together into a single report. So here's these two pictures I told you about. The top one is what this building looked like in 1904. And you can see in the bottom picture, when they added on in, 19, in the 1930s, you can see the dark, sooty bottom part, and they built over it. And this is uh, important to understand because the dark, sooty old building and then the lighter colored building, you see where it moves from dark to light. That addition on top of the building, we discovered over the analysis of, of, of the building, has some problems, and we we're invited to do this study with the center focused on how we can re rework the inside of the building to be more accessible and more functional. But through a thorough analysis of the building, we learned that there's some envelope problems, some exterior wall issues that are they're, they're, they're kind of important to address soon. Um, and so we were, looked at, we were looking for accessibility, but we found some other things. Um, the center does have a new roof, so um, a lot of the leaks are taken care of. That's a good thing. Um, but um, we have some pretty big issues. And here you can see in a drawing, it's that there's a horizontal line mm -hmm. above all of those openings. From there up, that's an area where we call it the, the upper level or the parapet of the building. There's portions of the building that are starting to lean outward. Uh-oh. And, um, over a long period of time, they could potentially fall off. We're not concerned about that happening right now, 
But this is a moment to just fix it and get it safe and get it all tied back together. Um, we also, if you look at the exterior of the building, um, you'll see that the windows um, are looking kind of worn out, and they are, they're leaky. Um, they're replacement windows from the 1970s, and they are beyond their serviceable life. They're aluminum windows, so you can't really repair them. They just need to be replaced. There are some wood elements in the windows and doors that we can restore. Um, and you know, all of these things will contribute to making the building more energy efficient, tighter, warmer in the wintertime. Um, but most importantly, keeping water out of the inside of the building so that the building doesn't deteriorate. We don't get stains on the wall and plaster falling off. Um, one thing I wanted to point out too that, that we're, we're interested in and why when we present some costs you might be a little bit surprised about them is if you look on the side or the entry of the building, there's this little thing. I don't know if you guys, anybody, show of hands, anybody seen that thing? <laughs> so that's actually a piece of the building that they removed to put the skywalk on. And interestingly, if you look in the left picture, there's a, a rod, a metal rod. That's actually how the building is built. There's these big projecting pieces of stone that project outside the building, and then there's a rod inside the building that holds it in place so it doesn't fall, actually, so it doesn't fall down. We're a little bit concerned about those. So um, one of these envelope issues we're concerned about the top of the building kind of moving is it might be because these big things are starting to move a little bit because they're by held together by metal rods that might be old and rusty. So, um, so that's a, a, a big project, um, sort of starting to tear the building apart, fix some of the inside and put it all back together um, for hopefully another 100 or 130 years. Can I ask a quick question? Of course. Okay, so you're saying that the bottom structure is strong enough to take the top structure. It's just that because of it's shifting due to the fact that, like you said, the rod rods um, might be rusting or whatever, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's and it's. I, I don't want to like alarm anyone. I wouldn't worry about walking around the building at all. No. Buildings, no, old but, buildings move, but. Right. This one's, it has orthopedic problems. Yeah. You know, it's, okay. kind of, it's got a crooked back. Though. So, yeah. Um, but, and, and, you know, the reason we knew this is because um, there's cracks in the limestone and stone doesn't bend. Yeah. It gets to a certain point, it just breaks. And so there's cracks in the building and that sort of alerted us that something was going on. Right. And if you put a level up there and you can scan the building, it's, it's, it's just leading Slightly in certain off. areas. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just curious about that. So, but that's good though that the bottom part is strong enough to take the the yeah, this, weight. Of this the building's top. a tank. Like it's built very, very well. And you know, I think I start. If I didn't say this at the beginning, it's a really good building and absolutely worth investing in. Um, okay. It's just all buildings require maintenance after a certain time. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. So um, the report describes these exterior problems and then also goes on to describe some of the interior problems. And I think you, you guys are probably aware of the fact that it's difficult to navigate the building. I mean, that's, that's really what the core of this is. The other part of the building that's maybe not as visible, but really important to this report is the heating and cooling systems are just about at the end of their life, aren't doing the best job making the building hot enough and cool enough, and are an old system that's not the most energy efficient. And when you think about replacing heating and cooling, it's all buried up in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. It makes a whole lot of sense to do it all at once, to remove the ceilings and to change the heating and cooling system. Furthermore, um, to move towards a system uh, that's, that's carbon neutral, you'd use a totally different kind of heating and cooling system. Um, it's not possible to do net zero on site because there's not enough space for solar panels and you guys don't have a big area for heat, for uh, geothermal heating and cooling, but it's absolutely possible to buy green energy to make this a net zero building. It's also very possible to reduce your energy consumption dramatically with new systems. So those I think are the sort of three big building blocks is we have the, the outside of the building that needs attention, the inside of the building that just needs to be kind of rearranged so it's clearer for people, and then re-envisioning how the building is heated and cooled. So. Um, so rooftop solar is not an option for this facility? Roof, 
can you repeat that? Uh, rooftop solar panels aren't an option, <laughs> like the HHS building in Johnson County. So you could put some panels up there. But it wouldn't offset enough it, to make it worth it? it yeah. And so okay. one of the challenges with solar, too, is it's, it's competing for space with the other rooftop units mm -hmm. or other rooftop stuff that you need, like heating and cooling units and air handling units. And this building also has sort of a donut at the top, if you ever noticed. Mm -hmm. And so there's big shaded areas, too. So we, we briefly looked at, you know, would you put it on the parking garage? But we didn't, like, stealing parking spaces is not an efficient way of using space. Yeah. And, no. And, and, yeah, and buying and selling, buying and selling green energy is, is honestly a, a, a really good solution. Let, let an energy company who manages energy deal with it and then buy it, solar power from them or wind power from them. So um, it, you could put solar panels up there. It wouldn't be enough to do the whole building, so. As part of the sustainability working group of Johns County, I had to actually throw something in like that. So. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. I, I totally follow you, yes. So yeah, we're working, <laughs> OPN is working with Johnson County right now. And so you, it's very admirable Becky, that you guys yeah. have a solar field south of your facilities, <laughs> solar all on your roof. On it's, the roof. The county is, has, has this good roofs for that. Yes. We don't have the best roof for okay. that here. So. Okay. Just or floor space. So excellent. Um, maybe can, can you arrange for the county to sell some to these guys? <laughs> oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I think I have to work my magic. I work for the city of North Liberty now, so I don't really have a lot of clout over there. But so um, <laughs> one other program driver uh, that's connected to reprogramming this space is this kitchen right behind us. And this is a really important to the senior center staff because the kitchen doesn't work. The kitchen has all kinds of problems, um, both safety related, but also heating and cooling. And there's a, a, a repeated community desire to have a commercial kitchen mm -hmm. that, that people can rent. So it would be a potential source oh, of income. And also um, to have a, um, a place to maybe do education for maybe cooking by yourself uh, classes or just cooking for groups of people um, and then also to serve the functions of the space so um, in addition to the, the the other sort of rearranging spaces this kitchen became a big project we spent a lot of time getting this much further along in design um, than than the rest of it because we wanted to get really good costs on how much it would cost because um, right now, we're thinking that that's going to be, you know, envelope work first, and this kitchen project right after that, as soon as they can, because that's it's very, very important. Um, and so, this plan down here in yellow is was what that would look like. The, the window would still be there, um, but it would be a completely different quality of space. We'd get rid of the big walk-in coolers. It would make a lot more space for people to actually have classes in there. Um, and move the, the big hood away from the middle and to the side of the space um, and also meet some of the food safety requirements that are needed too. So um, we worked with the kitchen consultant on this and we have, we're, we're pretty comfortable that everybody likes this plan. So um, the, the other plans after this though are more like this, where when we get into a schematic design and design development, we'll decide exactly where the furniture goes, exactly where the door goes. But right now, they're bubbles of space. And honestly, how much money gets allocated to the project will determine how deep we go. Um, this is the third floor. The third floor is a great floor for the education floor, for classrooms. Right now, the classrooms probably aren't the right sizes. And they have big problems with sound transmission between the rooms. And so um, the staff work to provide a revised plan that maybe we'd get some new walls that are more sound, uh, better with sound, and also right size the rooms, and also relocate all of the sort of education classroom functions upstairs. Um, furthermore, the Skywalk is going to continue to be an important entrance that's connected to parking, and a lot of people who use the facility do drive. So re envisioning that sort of entry, it's an important entry point, and right now you're just going to walk into a wall. Having that as a, as a reception area, it might be staffed, it might just be a kiosk, but something that's more welcoming and more entry uh, would be the goal. Um, and in all of these, also revisioning bathrooms to make sure that they're fully accessible.
So any questions about the what we were thinking about for the upstairs education? The uh, the 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 mezzanine level or the level two, um, which is where a lot of the staff offices are, it makes a lot of sense for the staff's safety to put the staff on a floor where they can have a little bit of controlled access and they're in their zone and um, they are all working together and collaborating together hopefully so they should have offices that are close to one another. And so this floor doesn't um, have a lot of needs for changes, uh, just sort of rearranging the spaces a little bit to give them all of the offices they need and probably get rid of maybe some of the public functions that are up there right now, just to sort of create a zone or a floor that's, that's uh, more separate for them. Um, and then some spaces to meet with people who might come up to visit them. Is this where some of the mechanical stuff is too on the mezzanine level or? Yeah, so above the kitchen kind of over there, it's just big air handling units. So the space above me right now is where a lot of the offices are and we wouldn't expand the space in any way. We just divide the spaces up in a little different way. But because there's windows up there, we're pretty limited on what we can do. It's, it's gonna be a certain layout of offices unless you want a wall running into a window. Um, the social floor, this floor, we kind of talked about the kitchen renovation. The main hall is in great shape. It maybe needs a, a finish refresher. We're talking about you know maybe changing the pass-through for the dirty dishes um, and th re rethinking maybe how some of the storage works. But this zone is, 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 a, is a great space um, and it seems to be well utilized. Um, the other thing would be to sort of, again, think about what that front zone is too and how that would work and make some corrections to some stuff on the, the front main stairs where there's some un unlevel, unlevelness, I guess. Um, the ground wellness floor is the one where um, we, oops, I'm sorry, uh, where we have um, probably know the least about right now for what the, what's appropriate for that floor. We want it to be the wellness floor and we know that the spaces down there um, aren't the best. There's a lot of weird columns in rooms. There's also some things that aren't wellness associated with that floor. And so um, we wanted to sort of consolidate that. And the other really big challenge with the lower level is an accessible entrance. And the current one works, but it kind of creates some problems for making the building confusing. And again, as I said earlier, there's, a, there's clearly an important entry off of the skywalk. Architecturally, the front of the building just looks like it's right there. And then there's an entry over there. And so that's not as inviting, I guess, as yeah. this yeah. side. And so yeah. so making it more <laughs> obvious where you want the public to enter would be a really important thing. Um, and then getting people to the elevator. We know that most of the people who travel up and down this building are looking for an elevator that a lot of them aren't looking for the stairs. Um, so get people to the elevator in the clearest way possible. Um, and so we looked at two different concepts, um, maybe doing an exterior um, entryway that is a little bit more obvious, that's pulled away from the building um, and would allow you to enter the building and maybe get a clean shot to, uh, to, to the elevator. Um, also looked at just making the entry maybe a little bit um, more inviting in that corner. So this one is probably um, when this becomes a project, hopefully soon, um, has a serious historic preservation implication too that needs to be really carefully studied um, because we don't want to do anything to detract from the existing historic front, but we want to reinforce that as, and make it clear. So there's some um, layers of complexity for what that might actually look like. We think we know how much an addition would cost, but the final appearance of it is I think the, 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 the effort. I like the idea of an, an add-on to the front section, kind of in terms of security too, being able to, you know, shut down those doors that go actually into the building instead of having, you know, someone enter a sphere of space inside the building already before entering. Yeah. So there's that extra level of 
and then we could keep it open longer if somebody's waiting for the bus they can just kind of hang out in that area and maybe the interior doors are locked at the end of the day you know it just kind of opens up i think we had talked about that with the last group so i'm just kind of reiterating that we we're kind of all in the same yeah. headspace about that too i like it thank you so um is there anything else, Natasha, that is important to point out on, on what we've rearranged or how we've rearranged it? Um, just know this is, is not, it's not final, right? We know this is very preliminary, um, but the ground floor is really important because we know that that's where you're, the, the, the top floor, that bottom floor, ground floor, is where that membership is really getting utilized. So we wanna make sure that those spaces are uh, the right size, right? We want to make sure we have right fit. And also we have to look at the progression of the type of programming that we're going to. We need more space these days, right? No one really wants to work out on top of one another because we're trying to learn how to coexist with not just COVID, but also other seasonal uh, different illnesses that come along and just being more cautious as we go forward. So, it, you know, as you see some of those, we have additional studio, we have more spaces, we have an actual locker room. Um, so we're, we're looking at making sure that we keep, you know, VNA and, and those health kind of focused uh, things on one floor. And so, you know, just being really cautious about that and, and know that there's some more discussion that needs to be had here. And we wanna make it, um, we wanna make sure we stay within the guidelines of the historic preservation, you know, cause they're gonna be very particular about what the exterior of our, as, as if you guys were here earlier, some of you were, some of you were not. And we had to kind of decide on which opening we would be allowed that, uh, you know, historic preservation agreed they would be okay with. And so, um, and so, you know, that's gonna be really, really important here. Cause we wanna make sure that we're respecting the historical nature of the building but also making sure that we have things set up for the programming for now as well as future generations to be able to utilize this building. And so, so these are just some examples, but there are some really good solid pieces that you see repeated on both. And then there are some that we, we've made some adjustments on, on trying to figure that out. So these are just renderings, but as we gather more information and, and, and um, look at previous research and, and do some more research, we'll be able to come up with a good plan for that ground floor. Um, so also part of this report is included our estimates and everybody knows that guessing on prices right now is a really tough job. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of caveat in here about we do our best, but things are, are, are rapidly increasing in cost. Um, and so the cost estimate, which is, um, I'll just give you the big picture because you can't obviously read this is we laid it out so you can see what it costs today what it costs in 10 years and what it would cost in 20 years. Because one of the challenges is people think, well, I'll delay that till later. Everything costs a lot more later. <laughs> so um, right now, this is grouped into three projects. The exterior envelope project, which um, is currently um, about three and a half million dollars. And through the past year's CIP funding and this next year's CIP funding, that project is substantially funded. And so that's project one, is getting that top of the building that's having some orthopedic problems corrected. Project number two, um, that's also funded through the CIP um, funding of 2024, so you know these five-year plans, um, that kitchen is about 1.3 million, 1.4 million um, to do that. And it, Kitchens are just expensive. I think most people understand the equipment itself is expensive, but also all of the finishes and all of the heating and cooling equipment that goes with it is expensive. The last phase are the interior renovations, those bubble diagrams we looked at. And that's about $10 million worth of work. And currently the CIP funding does not cover that. So that earlier slide I showed about, you know, we're sort of pre-designed, we're pre-schematic design, and there was a line on there that said fundraising. Um, that's to sort of put a line in the sand, is if you guys wanna completely redo the entire building on the inside, all new mechanical systems, all new finishes, reprogram the space, it's, 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 it's a substantial investment. And, um, you know, there's also an opportunity to do less. 
Um, and if the fundraising effort or CIP funding doesn't cover it, then that's when the bubbles maybe change size or maybe the, you, there's a little less of the building that gets done. But um, so three and a half million for the outside of the building, um, about a million and a half for the kitchen and then uh, almost 10 million for the rest of it. And um, again, I put the numbers, you know, if you were to wait until 2032 to do the project, it suddenly is a $15 million project. So just it gets more expensive. Any questions about the big budget numbers? I, I know those are really big numbers to throw at people, but um, it's a big building. So, and if it's done right, the last major investment was in 1977 to 81. It lasts a long time if it's done right. I mean, there's been maintenance and update and, and care, but um, major, let's pull it apart, refresh it, start over, it's, 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 it's been a long time. It makes sense to me to dedicate the CIP funding to the very unsexy things. So things like that we aren't gonna be very excited about. So the envelope, um, definitely, I mean, that's important. And if we don't repair that, I would hate to have something fall on someone. Or, you know, there, there could be repercussions there, like safety repercussions. And then I really appreciate you prioritizing the kitchen because I, we've had lots of conversations about the kitchen and having a real good look at that and how that can be a source of revenue for us. So I appreciate that. But yeah, using the CIP funds to do the stuff that's not going to be fun to sell <laughs> to people who might want to, you know, give funds. Um, and then it makes us a little dependent on getting excited about changes in the inside um, to really rally people to help fund the inside. So I do have a question on cost comparison. So we've got this. If we went in and there was another building in town and wanted to renovate it, what kind of cost would that be? And I know that would be a really hard one to come up with. Or if we started from ground zero up to get the space like we have here, is that going to be 10 times as much as this? or Because um, I know the real estate in this town is just unbelievably high. Yeah, I mean, that would be a completely different way of, of thinking about the center, like relocating it. Um, one of the things about this building is, is these old buildings are kind of forever buildings, you know, every 50, 60 years, you do a major reinvestment and they're good for 50, 60 years. Um, you could probably get away with something less expensive out in the suburbs, not in the core of the city, um, but it wouldn't be the kind of building that you'd have here. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it'd be a very different way of thinking about how, what the senior center is to completely relocate it. Um, and yeah, without doing a real careful study of what would a brand new facility of this amount of square foot cost, I don't want to say for sure. But as a general rule of thumb, a major reinvestment is similar in cost to a new new building. Okay. So now, one of the things about doing a rehabilitation like this is if you need to scale back, you have an opportunity to scale back and not, you know, maybe Latasha doesn't get new carpet in her office, sorry. What? But, we um, took it off. You could, that's a possi that's no. a more of a possibility. With a new building, you've got to do it all. Right. So, um, but, sorry, not, not a real answer, but. No, no that's fine, because I've seen the cost of real estate around this town, and it, it just amazes me that some of it is, especially downtown, is just insane. It is. It's very expensive, and construction is increasing in cost in a, in a very fast, scary way for us. So, It'd be nice to see the numbers, though, and just have something in our hands. Um, I know when we were talking about building our new North Liberty City Hall, that was our first step, is what's the cost, what's the analysis of just staying in this place, this leased place, and renovating it to meet our needs versus building new. And it kind of helped justify building new for us, whereas maybe if we had some sort of numbers, we can justify, okay, we're going to invest in this building, you know, we don't want it to be an old, you know, like you said, you want a fresh building for, you know, these, this is a fresh group of people that are using this building. We don't want t this building to age or aging, you know, I don't know. 
yeah. trying to make sense, but it'd well, be it'd be helpful to maybe have kind of that analysis just to you know see what that would cost. I'll look at my friends from the city for that <laughs> if they want us to do that. It wasn't a terribly high number that we spent on that, but I think it was worth it for us at least. And then we've we have talked about that moving you know to a different location just because of parking just getting somewhere outside of this downtown area so the seniors can feel comfortable traveling down to our location and and or yeah transit not lining up exactly with this location things like that have been on our minds you know we had somebody come talk about the parking garage last month and so it's been you know, a constant struggle. Um, how do we get people here and get people comfortable coming here and parking here and, and moving around downtown? So our, we've had discussions of maybe being downtown isn't the right answer, maybe being on the more periphery, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking a lot well, that's today. A, no, it's a, that's a good point. I, I, yeah. I understand the question, so. But yeah, that would be a city thing that would um, instigate. Anything like else that. about general costs of, it seems like you, this group is uh, up to speed and smart about costs. Like it's millions of dollars doesn't, it's not good, but it doesn't scare you guys. You understand that's just what it costs to do big projects. Well, so. the other thing too, if you would do a, give an idea of an estimate for a new building versus this, would, would that, of course, add to your costs, I would assume, right? Yes, we would have to pay Josh more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we, we design new, we do a lot of historic preservation and we do new, like our, my firm does, and so it's honestly, it's what the owner wants, what? you know? And, and we would, it's not irregular for that question that you just asked to come up with someone after we do a careful cost analysis <laughs> for a rehabilitation to, to do a second study where we say what would it cost to do a new one and usually we would need to engage some additional people because you know do you have the land or a place and it's kind of hard to do that study without a specific without location a in place mind. to yeah um, because yeah currently there's no other place at this point is there that you got were thinking about i I don't, I don't think so i know we've we've kind of breeze over this conversation a couple different right. times and you know have throughout you know swimming pools on the roof to being way out <laughs> so yeah. you know it just it just kind of it just kind of has depended but no no one has done any purposeful research on an actual location yeah, because that would take a whole different direction and some studying done there also yeah trying to it, it would out. be a whole new oh, a whole study thing. because yeah. we would have to <laughs> Do community input again. We would right, have to right. uh, also look zoning. at zoning. Zoning. <laughs> yeah. It it, it, it yeah. becomes it becomes a whole other process. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the benefits for doing that kind of study is you could you have you, we've developed a program. The, the the quantity of space and the kinds of spaces that you need are, are known now because of this report. And it seems like you know, we made it all work in this building envelope, but uh, it's, I think you're getting everything you want, right, Latasha? So- For the most part. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where it can kind of get, you do it, you know, you're, you're confined to this building. We know how much space we have. You do a new thing, maybe they do add a swimming pool. Maybe they do add, you know, a big parking lot right. with an out, outside exercise facility. Yeah. So, um, I have an idea. I, I, it's a good question. Yeah. Well, a, a couple of meetings ago, we talked a lot about parking um, and the issue of parking. So um, where, where is that in your proposal? Do you have any parking at all? Uh, considered the existing parking is to remain the the entry from the third floor of the the parking garage just to yeah. our north is okay there's it's no because there's we no don't, additional parking. yeah we don't outside of this building we don't own any parking spaces right and you're not expecting any to appear out of somewhere <laughs> no it so. uh no, not at this not at this time. The the squares we have are the squares we have. Um, we definitely f 
parking is always on our mind, especially right now with it being in need of repair. And so, um, yes, this, this study does not include anything about additional parking spaces. Okay, yeah, I, I just wondered because we had quite a discussion about parking mm -hmm. um, and that seemed, the response to that seemed to um, sort of hinge on how we were, you know, were we gonna stay here or go somewhere else? Um, mm -hmm. And I, we haven't really talked about it since then, so. Okay. The other thing with the demolition across the street, and I saw who bought it, would there be any feasibility to plead our case with those people to please think about putting it in parking before you do your high rise above it? I believe that, um, I don't, now this might be uh, other city folks. <laughs> um, we, I don't know all, that's, that's private, um, you know, right. that, uh, it's not a public. So. I, I believe that a part of that is that they have to provide some, if it's gonna be an apartment complex, they have to provide some form of parking there. I don't wanna speak out of turn because I'm not sure. I've not looked at any contract. I haven't looked at anything. I just wanna be really clear that I don't know what I'm talking about exactly, but I believe that those folks are gonna put some parking there for the people that will be living in that building. But I don't believe it'll be open to the public. Extra. I, I don't know. Now, like right. I said, I don't know for sure. Right. I think one of their selling features on doing this, though, was that they wouldn't need parking because they were targeting the kids and they walked to school. And no, I don't think like, that went. I don't think work. that went down as well no. as, as that. So, but I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm, I'm not sure. We have in the past reached out when the parking lot was still with the other organization about trying to see if we can get rotating spots or certain time of day, and it just didn't go very far. Um, and so, yeah, parking, parking will continue to be a thing, but what we have done and continue to do is I, I um, just recently received a number to reach out. There are some senior programs with the Lyft program, with Lyft, um, and, and nationally, and seeing if there's other ways of transportation to the senior center. Instead of trying to make parking the only thing, since we are looking at sustainability and trying to be green, what are some ways that we can be uh, more efficient in getting people to the building? And so um, instead of just trying to get, um, you know, it's one class and 30 people are in a class and everybody drives their car, right. you know, is there a way to, you know, get that down to, seven cars or eight cars and then a couple people ride together or a couple people get dropped off um and then we have you know other other means to be able to get people to the building so one way we're trying to conquer the, the parking issue and maintaining this this wonderful facility is one we don't have to pay rent on this facility right <laughs> because we already own it um and it's you know right now everything that's going into this is going to be dollars to fix it up and and turn it into what we want it to be. Um, so if we try to renovate another place, we might not own a property, and I don't know how well that will go over renting a space, but um, I think since we own this, we might as well fix it up, and then we, I think our, our mind should shift a little bit to transportation to the senior center since we know we can't really control the parking because that's gonna be an issue for any businesses downtown. In the shift to to moving towards a higher occupancy and the vehicles that come here, maybe as you think of you know renovating that entrance door, putting in a dedicated drop-off pickup lane. I know there is space there now to drop off and pick up, but you know when I was dropping Lorraine off, she had to you know use the ramp, and it's so small. Maybe just enhancing that and dedicating those that space out front mm -hmm. to maybe making it a little bigger or easier to traverse um, to get into the door from that space. No, those things sound more feasible. <laughs> those yeah. things we, <laughs> we have, might have some more control over the, the ramps or the sidewalk area out there. I mean, obviously we would have to go through a process, but um, in, in our process of what this looks like on the outside, that definitely can be something that can be suggested and, and we'll see what that looks like for sure. No guarantees, because I only got the ability to speak on this building. <laughs> so um, in short order, you guys will get this report we just walked through, and it'll have um, accompanying it three other things, and it is backup for this discussion. And so there is a, um, 
a uh, couple uh, 92 page report that details all of the envelope issues. So if you guys want to really get to be the experts on what the problems of the outside building are, they're all listed there. And I'm happy to answer any questions about the specifics of masonry joints and window restoration. Um, but we won't go through that with a group today. But just so you know, there's a big report about what's going on at the envelope. We felt like that was warranted because it was not exactly what we thought we were going to get into when we started the report. And um, the city has already agreed to invest pretty substantially in that. So um, the other thing is, is there's an engineering report that talks about those heating and cooling systems that are you know, getting at the end of their useful serviceable life. Um, there's a point where things break and you can't buy parts for them anymore and then you have a real big problem. So um, it's always wise to replace them before they're not serviceable. So um, that's what this, this report is. And it also does an analysis. Um, I do want to point at one thing that, that took a fair amount of effort for our consultant to do. And there's, a, there's some charts and graphs in here that help you guys understand what the reduction in energy consumption could potentially be and how we achieve some of the city's carbon neutral goals. And so that was, that was a, a substantial effort to understand what we would need to do to get there. And it's absolutely possible. Um, also on a sustainability um, note, um, reusing existing buildings is incredibly sustainable. Like the gas that you use to heat your house or the electricity you use to illuminate your rooms is a lot less energy than the amount of energy it takes to build a building. Mm -hmm. So reinvesting in this building, reusing the bricks and mortar and structure is inherently a very sustainable choice. So um, in addition to we can reduce the oper we call it operational carbon or operational energy, that's the heating and cooling and lighting, we can definitely reduce that through innovation. You can also really do, a, do good by sustainability by reusing an existing building, this one or another one, but we were specifically focused on this building. The, um, the last report, uh, the appendices, is uh, the food service report. And that gives you a little bit more detail about what all those squares and boxes and things are in that floor plan. You know, what's a cooler and what's a griddle and what's a hood and, you know, what's a refrigerator. Um, but that's all, that's all in this, this, the food service report if you want to learn all the ins and outs of the kitchen. Um, I think that's it um, for the report. Unless you guys have further questions for me, I know our goal is to um, have a couple conversations with um, the city and, and Natasha and then get you guys this report in your hands so you can study it. Um, and then I have some notes from your guys' questions today, but anything else? Thanks for your time. Thanks for entrusting us to, yeah. to work on this project. Thank you so much for completing this project yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for us. Kumi or Ben, did you guys want to add anything in addition to this report? Did you want to highlight? So, yeah, that's so, awesome. Um, our next steps, um, that um, our first point of funding is for the next two years to do the exterior work. And so um, our goal is to um, we're, we're working through the process of getting a, a contract for um, a consultant to help us bid out, put together drawings and plans for the, for the exterior envelope. And we expect that to take over two years to do that whole, you know, all that work. And so, um, so that's the next step. And then in 2025, um, the goal there is to start some of the interior renovation work. I think the total dollar amount is close to was it like six million? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I gotta, it? I gotta look. You'll see here, I know. Are you talking in fiscal years or calendar years? Fiscal. We are talking in fiscal years. It's uh, um, capital improvement project funding. Mm -hmm. oh, whoa, whoa. What the exact funding is over the next five years that we're looking for? Mm -hmm. It's six point, it's like 6.13. But broken up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's over, it's close to 6.2, but I think it's 6.1 something. And then the past year's allocation. Yeah. Right, that's about 700,000. Yeah. yeah. So so that's, those are next steps that you'll be seeing come through. The, the one thing that's important to remember is every year we get to apply for additional CIP that stretches out 
to an additional year. So they know with us having this plan and being able to kind of give these preliminary numbers, they know that there are things. The thing about a master plan that is beneficial is I'll have a map now. I know what to request in future years, right? So in 2028, I already know, according to looking at a plan, oh, we need to replace the elevator. So I'll be able to kind of put approximate numbers into there and be able to justify why I need that for that particular year, because this will already be on file, et cetera. So this is kind of giving me a roadmap on how to request for funds in our capital improvement, as well as um, going back to Angie's point about um, sexier projects, even though we have CIP set aside specifically for kitchen in a few years, if we raise money and we want to raise the money for the kitchen, our CIP dollars do not leave. They would just go for the next project if we end up funding the, the million dollars for the kitchen through community donation. The million dollars that was still set up for the kitchen will just go to our interior projects, do you understand? So it doesn't go away so that those are dollars that are set aside specifically to be able to help with the renovations that are needed here at the senior center any additional money will help us to move forward some projects um, just kind of depending on design and when construction can begin to we have to factor those in and it takes a while for those things to to happen so just you know the, the kitchen is a sexier project is what i'm saying <laughs> people might get really riled up and excited about that uh, versus people really caring about our my carpet <laughs> you know they might not be as excited about that as they would be about getting new stoves and teaching opportunities and and etc so do you have is it a half fte that's dedicated to fundraising and working with friends or is it a full full time well, we have the board um, and we do have a half-time um, employee specifically looking at development. Because yes, this is a lot we, of work. Yes. And so <laughs> this is so maybe very that's true. an employee ask, too. Yeah, this is very true. And so um, I've been very clear with that about um, our city manager office and with council as well. And it may come down that I, I have to request specifically within our CIP dollars to have a firm specifically to assist us or to be able to look at these dollars through friends and seeing if we can get a firm that will specifically help us address some of those things since I'm, not, I'm unable. I've put in a request for an additional for full-time, uh, another full-time staff person to assist us with this, but um, just given some of the changes that are happening on state and local level, I wasn't able to get that position. And so, okay. trust me, I have a, I have a C, D, E, F, G plan <laughs> to be able to get some of those things adjusted. And, um, you know, we, we will make do because it's something that the, the center needs. And we also know we have wonderful folks here who are willing to give. So that might be less, less work for us if we know we have folks who are prepared to already support us, as well as um, we have some, some really good infrastructure set up for how we receive funds. and and some, some good folks on our board that are financially savvy that can assist us as well. So I'm not too worried about it. Maybe I should be, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I'm just one of those people that believe that if we need $1.3 million, we'll get it um, or we'll get darn close to it. I just, I just believe that. I don't know why I'm not afraid and terrified about it. I just believe that and because um, it's well worth the investment. Um, our, I mean, our community literally can't function without older adults. It just literally cannot. <laughs> so I just believe that it's out there. And so um, our biggest cheerleaders for Senior Center are other older adults. Mm -hmm. So, and um, wonderfully they have, sometimes they have the disposable income and sometimes they have the disposable time to help us get the, um, the, the, the word out to be able to do this work. So I, I'm definitely leaning on the resources that I have. And I also know that our community will come through for us because they always do. And so I'm not too worried about it. Um, I just know that it will, it will happen for us in the time that it needs to happen and we'll be all right. And so we'll probably start that. We've already started the, that process on the friends board of trying to get assessments and different things about the financial needs for that project. So. We're already ahead of the game already and looking at what that might come to pass and we'll let you all know when we get closer. Thanks. So we already have a firm working with us and looking at some things right now. 
Awesome. Other okay. questions? Thoughts? I know we're, we're getting close up on time. Yeah. I didn't really have um, much to report because I figured this would take up um, a lot of our time since I know I'm, I'm next up. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to jump over you, Angie. Um, I didn't really have any, uh, any programming updates. This is kind of taking some time and then we have some other internal internal operational things that we're doing that uh, I really wasn't going to report on because they're just kind of internal things. So um, that was kind of the programming and the building update. Um, but I'll leave the rest open for Angie to, to finish up. All right. We'll just move on to agenda item number six. And thank you for coming. I mean, you're welcome to hang out while we do the really unfun <laughs> stuff. But <laughs> Um, we've really so had a senior center master plan discussion tonight, so I don't, I don't think unless you have anything else you'd like to communicate with this group, this has just been one of those ongoing agenda items. Probably mm -hmm. not. Awesome. Well, then let's move on to nomination for chair, vice chair, and secretary. I'd like to table this until next month, if that's okay, just because we are running low on time, um, but we we do have people who are um, who put themselves up for nomination. So we will discuss that next month. The next item is commissioner's report of community correspondence. And this is the item where if you have heard something that's you know been brought up during this meeting that's not on the agenda and you wanna talk about it or your, your memory is jolted about something you did in the last week that was really impactful and you wanted to share it with the group, this is where you kind of say it. We can't have discussion about the item because it's not officially on the agenda, but you can make announcements if you would like. All right, we will move on to future agenda items. So we had this presentation this month. Is there anything else that we would like to talk about specifically and, and have you know, conversation about next month. Absolutely. Oh my goodness gracious. It's when we're done. I'm gonna adjourn this meeting if nobody has anything else to say. Okay. <laughs> it is 5.03 p.m. and we're adjourned. <laughs> <laughs>